It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Mama said there'd be days like this, but boy, does it hurt. Welcome to the 2021-2022 season. The Orlando Magic fall to the San Antonio Spurs, 123-97. to Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 21st, 2021. My name is Philip Rossreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, I decided to sleep on it, make sure I wasn't reacting too harshly to things. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's loss to the San Antonio Spurs in the season opener. What was disappointing? What was understandable and what the reality is for this team moving forward. We'll also talk about the lessons the team has to learn coming off of this defeat. We'll talk about all that coming up and a whole lot more on today's episode of Locked On Magic. Before we do that, though, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic your first listen of the day or part of your regular podcast rotation. We are free and available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. Don't forget to check out our sister podcast, Locked On Spurs, for the Spurs perspective of the game. Plus, look ahead to Friday's game. With a look from Locked On Knicks. They had a very good game last night. Kudos to our boy Evan Fournier. All these great podcasts are available wherever you download podcasts. Many of them also streaming on YouTube. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Today's podcast also brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. One thing I am certainly not loving is the way the Orlando Magic played uh, in Wednesday's season opener. Just a, a, a frankly, a disappointing game. Um, you know, I think we expect, I mean, we, we, we're not expecting the Magic to win a lot of games this year. Like, like let's be real. Um, I was kind of shocked by people, that, like surprised the Magic lost games, especially considering everything the team was facing. Um, the injuries, I, I think, are a bigger deal um, than, than we were letting on. And certainly, this is such a young roster. Players just aren't, all the way there, um, and, and you just want to hope that you just hope to create an environment where those guys can continue to grow. And a lot of young guys had bad games. You know, Cole Anthony was probably asked to do a little too much. R.J. Hampton is, you know, I was I was with some people uh, watching the first half of the game, and I kept thinking to myself, R.J. Hampton's body moves faster than his brain. Um, Jalen Suggs was a rookie and looked every bit of it. Franz Wagner found found some space, found some ways to contribute. Um, but, you know, again, really the Magic's best players were their two quasi-veteran players in Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba. What was really disappointing about this game, though, was just frankly how disorganized the team looked. You know, I wouldn't say unprepared, but they got hit with a haymaker. Uh, and, you know, they found some, they found their groove early. They, they went up by seven points early. 
Um, they were moving the ball really well. They were moving off the ball really well. They were able to set their defense. Uh, and then San Antonio increased the pressure. It really started late in the first quarter. The Spurs put on a little bit of a press. The Magic just did not know how to handle it. Um, and again, whether that I, I don't know, I don't comp- want to say the Magic were completely unprepared for it. Um, but certainly as undermanned as they are with you know Suggs being a little bit limited with this with the stomach illness, um, Cole Anthony really being the only ball handler on on the court, um, it it made things really hard. Um, it made things really really hard for this Magic team and and they really struggled. Um, there's no no other way around it. There's no way other way to say it. This team struggled. Um, and there were a lot of just, frankly, lazy turnovers, um, dead ball turnovers or just turnovers that just were, you know, bad passes or just not handling pressure well. And the Spurs turned those into instant points. Um, the way a 10-point lead turns into a 30-point lead is because of turnovers, because of mistakes, because the team was being rushed. The team was trying to do too much to get back into the game immediately. Um, and, and, and frankly, that was the disappointing part of the game, um, was the Magic lost their cool, lost their composure. I, that happens to me all the time in 2K, but I'm also not play, paid to play 2K. Um, it, it it was frustrating to watch um, because we know how talented this team can be. They showed how talented they can be throughout the course of the game, uh, but it just it just all fell apart. Um, the Magic did get the, get, did get the deficit back to within 10 uh, early in the third quarter. The starters did a really good job. That starting group, uh, Cole, Anthony, J, uh, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter did a really good job. But every time the Magic broke the lineup, every time the Magic had to take Mo Bamba out or Wendell Carter out especially, um, whenever either one of those guys weren't on the floor, um, whenever the Magic just had to rely solely on Cole Anthony to create, um, things got really, really, really bad. Um, Again, just no other way to say it. And Orlando just kept doing little things that hurt them in the long run. They gave up offensive rebounds at one point. The I think at halftime, the Spurs had a 33% offensive rebound rate. I don't need to tell you how bad that is. If you're rebounding one out of every three miss uh, on the offensive end, you're doing a really bad job. The Magic did eventually outpace San Antonio in both offensive rebounds and second-chance points, but a lot of that coming late in the game when it was already decided. The turnovers were killer. 16 turnovers for 22 points for the Spurs. Um, absolutely killed this team. Absolutely killed uh, the Magic's ability to come back in this game. Absolutely killed their ability to stay in this one. Um, it was it was a route, to be perfectly frank. Um, and again, what was really disappointing was the Magic didn't stick to what they're good at, uh, to what they need to do to win. Uh, and again, this is what the story of the season is going to be every single night. Are the Magic doing what they have to do to win? I know I've said this with the previous team. There's probably six or seven things the Magic have to do to win games games right now. They have to do all six or seven. There's no margin for error. You make a little mistake here or there, you're, you're toast. Um, this team is toast. Um, we have to acknowledge the injuries. Um, I think they're a bigger factor than we than than we all believed. Um, losing Gary Harris right before game time, uh, he was a late scratch uh, with a hamstring with a hamstring issue. His hamstring tightened up on him, so they pulled him for injury management. Um, that hurt. They lost a key veteran that can help get them organized, help calm them down a little bit. Um, you know, Terrence Ross, I would not call a calming veteran. He's very much a you know, heat-seeking missile, like he's going for his, and, and if he's not on, he's not on, and the Magic are going to have to have him on to win games. Um, we'll go through the box score I- I here in a minute. Um, but it was just, it was just bad. Like, seriously, it was, it, was, it was just bad. It was just not a good game from the Orlando Magic. They just did everything they cannot do 
um, if they're going to win games. Um, and, you know, I think there is fair criticism to go around. Um, you know, again, the players didn't execute. The players got sped up. Um, you know, Mosley, Jamal Mosley, I think, made some good adjustments in the second half, a little too, little too late. Um, I think that the rotations were a little bit off. Um, I think that Mosley had a plan. And, you know, frankly, the bigs shouldn't have mattered. But Wendell Carter playing only 19 minutes without uh, without any other explanation, um, really bad. Just he, he was the best player on the team. You know, I know Mo, Mo scored more points, but Wendell was really, really good. Um, it, there's just a lot of questionable things throughout the course of the game. Uh, again, rotation, there's a lot of quick subs, a lot of quick hooks. Uh, I, I'm not so much against that. I think Mosley was trying to set up uh, lineups at certain points of the game. Um, Mo Bamba's foul trouble through wrench in that. I think he was trying everything. He tried everyone. Everyone that was active played in the first half. Um, but I'd like to see some stability from that rotation as well and, and and to be a little bit more strategic about where players go. I mean, the unfortunate thing is if you're playing Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter together, it, you have to split them up at some point. Uh, and, and I think you do need at least one on the floor at all times right now, um, to be to be perfectly honest. Um, I don't think the Magic can survive very long with Moritz Wagner and, and Robin Lopez on the floor. So a really, really tough game. About everything that could go wrong for the team did. Uh, and... You just have to hope that this was an anomaly, that this was just one bad game, and that the team is going to figure things out here very, very quickly. Uh, we will go um, into the box score here coming up in just a moment, uh, dive a little bit deeper into what to expect. But today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been a place for more than just tasty food, tasty and affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. I know I have used that when I was out covering high school football. Free Wi-Fi and McDonald's was always, always, always clutch. Win or lose, McDonald's is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect today. Did somebody say locked on magic watch party? It, probably not. But McDonald's is always reliable and always a place to find some great quick food to get you going on your day. Whether it's for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Love those hotcakes and hash browns. Uh, whether it's for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or just popping in for a snack, McDonald's is the place. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen of the day or just part of your regular podcast location, whether you're listening to us live here on YouTube, listening to us at lunch, listening to us on your way home from work. We truly appreciate you listening whenever you can. We are free and available on all platforms. For your second listen, get everything you need from contender to pretender around the NBA with the ultimate insider NBA season preview, the biggest and most comprehensive season preview you can find 
wherever you get your podcast. Season's so young, so plenty of time to get in on the preview game. Check it out. Search for the Ultimate NBA Insider today. As we usually do, let's go through the box scores, talk about some individual performances throughout the course of the game. We'll get into the rookies, how they did, as well as several others. Let's give our kudos, though. Let's let's start off by giving our kudos to Mo Bamba. Um, I know I, I, I have always been a Mo Bamba fan. I've always liked him. Um, I have always been a little critical of him, just hoping that he can get his feet under him. And, and I understood why Steve Clifford was a little bit hesitant to play him. But a healthy summer did Mo Bamba wonders. He played really, really well. 18 points, 6 for 8 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 block shots. His only issues were 3 turnovers and 5 fouls. Um, the fouling, I think, comes from an experience. I think I think he will get better at that, but it's, it's an early season problem for sure with him. Uh, he's just a little late getting to spots, and he chases blocks a little bit. Um, but I think he's gotten a lot better at his discipline on interior defense. Should be worth noting, only two players for the Magic. In a game, the Magic lost by 26 points. Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter had a positive plus-minus. Again, I want to repeat that. In a game where the Magic had a lost by 26 they had two key players with a positive plus minus. Mobamba played 27-15. We talked about that 27-minute mark a while ago. This is just the sixth time in or yeah, the sixth time in Mobamba's career that he has played 27 or more minutes. Again, a huge step up for him. This was a huge game for him. He was confident. He was looking for his shot. He was driving. He was doing oh, really all the things that we expected him to do when the Magic drafted him. This was a fantastic game for Mobamba. Uh, again, you cannot be upset with the way that Mo played. Um, he was he was a factor defensively. He was strong offensively. Again, maybe he, he stepped out and hit his shots. He worked the glass really well. Three of his four offense four rebounds were offensive rebounds. Um, he was really really good. Um, so again, really happy for Mo. Really strong game for Mo. Um, if this is how Mo Bamba is going to play the rest of the year, the Magic the Magic have a solid center rotation. They have a solid center group and. Obviously, the decision to play Wendell Carter at the four made a little bit more sense. Wendell Carter also had a great game. He was plus three on the game. So again, Mo Bama and Wendell Carter did their jobs tonight. Um, I, I will say that. I think they they played really, really well, and I think there's a lot to be excited about with them. 13 points, five for 10 shooting, one for one from beyond the arc, eight rebounds for Wendell Carter. The only question is, why did he play fewer than 19 minutes? 18.45 in the game. Um, some fans said on, the, on TV they could see Wendell wincing a little bit. Um, his rotation, uh, he started the second quarter for the Magic, so maybe he would have started the fourth um, if the game were a little bit closer. The game was well decided at that point. Um, so maybe he would have started the fourth and played the entire fourth quarter, played a good chunk of the fourth quarter, um, and that would have bumped his minutes up. Uh, but either way, Wendell, Wendell Carter right now is the best player on the team. Um, you know, I, I know Mo played really, really well. Wendell Carter does the most for this team. Um, he was very calming influence, I thought, offensively. When the Magic got it to him the high post, he generally made the right decisions. Um, zero turnovers in a game where the Magic had 16 turnovers um, for 21 points. I, I think I was saved that earlier. Um, just really, just really solid game for Wendell Carter. Um, he has really grown a, a ton. Uh, you could feel the confidence dripping off of him. And honestly, like even after the game, he was pretty, you know, pretty honest about his play. He said he missed a few box out assignments, missed a few rebounds when Mo went to went to go get rebounds. Um, he pointed that out to Mo and said, hey, when you go, I got to be there for you. That's on me. Um, really, really good stuff from Wendell Carter. I I, I really loved his game. Um, I really love his game in general. I think he's in for a huge season. 
he's just got to get the minutes. I don't know why he played 1845. He's the only, he actually played uh, the third fewest minutes in the game. Only Moritz Wagner and Robin Lopez played fewer minutes. And, and frankly, that makes zero sense to me. Wendell Carter needs to be playing 30, 32 minutes. He is, he is that good for this team. He needs to be up there um, leading the team in minutes. He's he, right now, honestly, he's the best player on the team. Let's talk about Jalen Suggs. Uh, Jalen Suggs, 10 points, three for 14 shooting, one for six from me on the arc, uh, three fouls, three turnovers. Suggs really struggled. Um, he wasn't able to get to his spots. I thought he did a good job getting into the paint. First half, especially got to his spots, hit that nice floater just to, to kick off his scoring. Um, did a good job attacking the basket, got to the foul line a few times. He was three for three from the foul line. Suggs did some really good things, but you, you could tell, especially as the deficit got bigger, he was pressing. Um, a few too many times settling for that that deep three. He did hit one. Um, you know, he he was really pressing, to be perfectly honest. Um, I, I thought that he was trying a little too hard. Um, and, and more than anyone else, that pressure defense sped him up. Um, the pressure defense really got him out of whack and and he turned the ball over a ton. Again, three turnovers is a lot. Between the Magic's three guards, um, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony had both had three turnovers. RJ Hampton had two. Um, it, it was really, really tough. Um, and Suggs, Suggs got, you know, Suggs got rooked, uh, to be frank. Um, you know, the, the, the Spurs really got into him, really made him uncomfortable, uh, and, and he struggled to kind of to kind of get over that hump. I, I know Suggs struggled to shoot in the preseason. I'm still overall not worried about him. Um, I think he's getting to his spots. I think he's getting the shots that he wants. It's just a matter of having the confidence and, and, and the patience to knock them down. Uh, so I, th- I think he'll be fine in the end. Franz Wagner, on the other hand, really good game for Franz Wagner. 12 points, 6 for 9 shooting. Missed both of his three-pointers, but four rebounds as well for him. Two assists, two. Two blocks as well. For those of you who are questioning Franz Wagner in the preseason, Franz played really, really well. Franz did a lot of really good things throughout the course of the game. Cut, you know, when the Magic were at their best, they were cutting, they were moving. And Wagner was great at it. He's a great cutter, understands how to move toward the basket, how to keep get himself open. Um, you know, he did a lot of just really good things, just really good actions, really good movements. His defense was solid all night long. Uh, Franz, Franz Wagner was everything that was advertised, and, and that's that's really exciting. So at least he he played really, really well in this game, too. Um, Cole Anthony really struggled though. 10 points, three for 12 shooting, one for seven from beyond the arc, five rebounds, four assists. Um Cole was put in a tough spot, um, you know, with, you know, oftentimes he would end up with the ball with the shot clock winding down after the play just completely broke down. Um, and, and so he really struggled at times to get his own shot. Um, I would say this early in the game. Uh, I thought that he was passing up good shots. He ended up with four assists, but I thought he passed up a lot of good looks. Um, when he got the defense off balance um, to, to hit that mid-range jumper, to hit that kind of free throw line jumper. Um, so I, I, cre- I do credit him for trying to get others involved. But the shots he took were shots he was forced to take. Uh, the good shots that he wanted, he generally passed up. So, uh, you know, Cole's gotten a lot better. I, I think that much is clear, but just a, a a huge, huge, huge struggle for him throughout the course of the game. Terrence Ross, 15 points, 5 for 10 shooting. one Only 1 for 1 from beyond the arc. Um, Ross, Ross scored a lot, um, you, know, you know, in the typical way that Terrence Ross scores, but really put in bad lineups, really put in bad situations. Uh, he's a guy that needs others to set him up, and and the Magic just weren't sending people up all game. So he might have had a bigger game uh, had he been in better lineups, had he been with better playing groups as well. Minus thirty two was the worst of the team, but you know you look at that bench group, everyone on the bench, everyone coming off the bench had at least a minus ten in the game. Um, the bench units really struggled for Orlando. The starters played well again. The starters, you know, plus minus isn't isn't gospel, but 
Wendell Carter, Mobamba, positive plus minus. Franz Wagner, minus four. Cole Anthony, minus three. Jalen Suggs, minus 13. Played a lot with those bench units. Um, it's, the Magic were just depleted. They need Jonathan Isaac. They need Chumo Kiki. They need Markel Fultz. They need Gary Harris. They need these guys to kind of complete their roster. They're not winning many games with, with this kind of a roster. I mean, Ignaz Brasdakis had to play had to play 19 minutes. Mortz Wagner played 15. Um, you know, the Magic were searching for answers and, and really never found them throughout the course of the game. The Orlando Magic shot 40.7% from the floor, not going to win many games shooting that poorly. Nine for 29 from beyond the arc. 18 for 23 from the foul line, so they did get to the foul line a, a fair amount. Um, 44, re, 44 rebounds, 13 offensive. Um, they did end up with 20 second chance points. They turned the ball over 16 times for 21 points. The Spurs led in scoring by Devin Vassell off the bench with 19. A lot of them coming in the second half uh, when the Spurs really pulled away. Keldon Johnson with 15. DeJounte Murray with 15. Derek White with 16 for the Spurs. The Spurs won every single quarter. They scored at least 29 points in every single quarter. So a major concern for the Magic. The defense really didn't show up. Orlando trailed by as much as 28 points in the game. Spurs only commit eight turnovers for seven points. Orlando really struggled to kind of get free. San Antonio ends up shooting 50% from the floor and 13 for 30 from beyond the arc. The San Antonio Spurs defeat the Orlando Magic 123 to 97. A lot to learn for the Orlando Magic. A lot to learn. We'll talk about some of the lessons that came from this game coming up here in just a moment. But first... After a game like that, it's stressful. You know, I use sleep to calm myself down a little bit, to come down a little bit from some of the initial emotions and reactions to the game. Um, I'll probably watch it again a little bit later on tonight. But do you want to know what makes LeBron James King James? It's sleep. That's right. Sleep is his superpower. And Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you activate the power of sleep. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body but you don't have to be a world champion to learn how to train it. Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, reduce your stress, and perform at your best, just like King James. As LeBron says, quote, getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things I can do for my body and mind. From the sound of rain falling on leaves to bedtime sleep stories, Calm puts me to sleep within minutes, which means I wake up ready for any challenge, unquote. So if you head to calm.com slash NBA for a limited time, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium subscription. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves like rain, or rain on leaves and so much more. Like sleep stories and meditation so you can be ready for any challenges that life throws your way. Again, for a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm and get a 40% discount on a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash NBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's calm.com slash locked on NBA. Today's podcast also brought to you by pals at Sweatblock. For a few weeks now, we've been talking about Sweatblock, these wipes that stop sweat for seven days. And it seems people are listening. We have friends of Locked On who've tried Sweatblock and love it. Like the soccer player, about an, an avid soccer player contacted us, told us he heard us talking about Sweatblock and thought it was too good to be true. But he always was the wettest guy after practices and games, like soaking wet. So he thought he'd give Sweatblock a shot. He tried it on his pits. The next practice, his pits were dry while everything else was wet. Probably should have tried it on the other parts too. He says he didn't have to reapply for nine days. Now he is a true believer. Or straight out of Hollywood, we had a producer who was working on the set of a Marvel movie. She was working 18-hour days for weeks in the Atlanta heat. She heard about Sweatblock, started trying it, and loves it. 
No more sweaty production days. She even reports that one of the A-list actors uses it to stay dry on set and on the red carpet. Lockdown listeners are loving sweat blocks, so try it today. Stop excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. Doctor created, doctor recommended. They've got the dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Not just for armpits, chest, back, feet, hands. Use it anywhere. And I mean anywhere that sweats. If you or someone you care about is dealing with excessive sweat, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Look, let's not kid ourselves. Let's not lie about things here. We know this season's going to be tough. Um, you know, we certainly have am- ambitions and hopes that there will be good wins and good stretches along the way. Um, and this early part of the season, after training camp, after having so much of this stuff fresh in your mind before you're kind of beaten down by the drudgery of the road, you hope the magic would have come out a lot better. And, and that's the disappointing part, to be to be frank. Um this is the only opponent, really, that you have an entire week to, pre- to prep for um, until the All-Star break, really. Um, and so you you expect the team to come out ready to play. Uh, and, and they did. They played. had a really good first quarter. Um, but once they broke the lineup, that bench really struggled. And, and, and you know, again, bad teams suffer from bad depth. Um, the Magic are going to struggle to maintain 48 minutes. But you expect it a lot better. You, know, you don't expect to lose by 26 ever. And, and there are going to be more nights like this. There are going to be more nights where the team struggles like this. So you don't want to overreact to one loss. But it is very, very clear that this is a roster, this is a group that still has so much to learn, that still has so much to work on, so much to get down, and so much to figure out. This is a team, this is a group that's going to struggle. But the question is, how do they get better from the struggle? What lessons do they learn from the struggle? And that goes for everyone. This is a young team with a young coach trying to figure it all out. And it's going to be a, a process to learn. Yes, you know, I think Jamal Mosley, his rotation decisions um, were a bit rough. Um, you know, I think the curveball, I think he probably had a plan. And the Gary Harris curveball threw some of those plans for a loop. Everybody played in the first first half. Um, he was searching for answers and, and 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 still trying to get a feel for his team. Um, I, I think that's an absolute factor with this with this group and with this team and, and what happened on Wednesday night. Um, the Magic are clearly missing some key players. Um, they lost their poise, they lost their calm, they lost their composure um, in a key moment of the game, and that's difficult. That's frustrating. The question is now, how do you respond? This game's in the past. Throw it, you know, push it to the back. We know the Magic struggled with turnovers. We know the Magic struggled with offensive rebounds. We know the Magic struggled to kind of get into their offense. They let the defensive pressure get to them. So with, especially with two straight games coming up against a very good defensive team in the New York Knicks, how do the, how do the Magic respond? How do the Magic answer the bell? How do the Magic answer the call? How do the Magic take that, learn this lesson, learn whatever lesson they're supposed to learn? You can't forget this game. You can't just toss it away and say, oh, one bad game. It was one bad game. You do have to kind of forget it in some respect. But this is also a game that showed 
that yes, the Magic have weaknesses. The Magic have issues. The Magic have problems that they have to solve. And again, they're pretty obvious. I, I don't need to tell you what those problems are. I don't need to tell you what the issues are. You you, you saw them out there on, on the court Wednesday. We've talked about them a lot here. We've talked about them really throughout the preseason. But the team has to get better. Again, if this is ground zero, if this is the beginning of everything, it's really only one way to go, and that's up. It can't really get much worse than this. There were good moments. We did see this team really execute well when they were able to move the ball, um, get their players moving, get their players in motion, when they were able to play, get their defense set. Um, every player seemed to say their half. they felt like their half-court defense was really good. They were just constantly in transition, constantly kind of uh, in scramble mode. When their, when their defense was set, and I do agree, when their defense was set, they were fine. But a lot of details were missing. And, and I think you do have to put a little bit of this on the preparation from Coach Mosley. The details of where to go, who to cover in transition were completely, completely messed up. They were terrible in transition. And that's all coaching. That's all, hey, someone fan to the corner. Someone stop, someone stop ball. You see someone stop ball, communicate, I've got ball. Next person fan to the corner. Next person fan to the next shooter. It was rough. And the Magic didn't gain rebound well. They didn't, they didn't do the things they had to do to win. And again, some of that has to fall on coaching. You know, we, we, we just came, you know, I had this thought. We just came from a coach in Steve Clifford. He was meticulous in his game planning, meticulous in his preparation, almost to a fault. You know, the Magic are trying to play the way they want to play. The Magic are trying to play um, kind of their base set all the time. But they have to also make sure they understand who their opponent is and what their opponent's trying to do. They have to understand when the ball pressure comes, what they need to do to succeed. And that was something this young team didn't do. Obviously, we'll see San Antonio again in a couple weeks. Um, Early November, I think we see them again. So the the Magic will get a chance to make good on this, to get a second chance, a second crack at this group. And we'll be interesting to watch how they've improved, that direct improvement. But improvement also has to be immediate. Um, this cannot happen again. The Magic cannot let go of the rope this much. The Magic cannot struggle this much. They're going to lose games like this again. We're not going to say that that's impossible, but this can't happen again Friday. Learning is about growth, and you should see that growth tangibly on the floor. And the Magic, they had some good moments. They had a really good first quarter. But... They've got to be all bought in. They got to really believe in what they're doing. And they got to believe that they're on the right path. Magic again follow the San Antonio Spurs 123 to 97. Their next game is Friday against the New York Knicks. We'll have a complete recap. We'll have a complete preview of that game. Plus a whole lot more coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. But I want to thank you all again for listening to Locked On Magic and making Locked On Magic your first listen every day or just part of your regular podcast rotation. Now make your next listen locked on fantasy basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy podcast show on the planet. It's free and available on all platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on at, for, uh, at, by searching for Locked on Magic on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them places to download podcasts to your podcast and listening advice. You can also find us now on YouTube. Just search for Locked on Magic on YouTube. We do stream these live um, so you can interact with the show a little bit. We did get a couple uh, comments during the show. I do see a couple people watching us live. We do appreciate you. 
watching us live as well. You can follow me again on Twitter at philiprr_md, and of course for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. Though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked Up Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked Up Magic. This has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked Up Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.